0: Welcome to Kerbal Defied. On today's podcast, we have the pleasure of having Angelo Villara, also known as Angelo the Kid. Angelo studied at Rampon College of New Jersey, where he received his Bachelor's of Science in Marketing. In today's podcast, we will discuss his DJ career and his work for a digital music pool. I remember personally myself, when I started running uh, and I was training for the marathon, I would post and people would be like, That's kind of cringy. But then you get to that point where you're like actually doing it. And haters have no choice but to be like, I was wrong. And then they they turn into your fans. How are you able to overcome that first step?
1: No, for sure. I mean, I would definitely say what helped me out uh, in the beginning was I had one TikTok uh, trend at like out of nowhere. It was during COVID. Um, I was doing rankings of songs. And, um, it was, I was actually, uh, targeting a Jersey already, uh, Jersey audience. So once that one TikTok blew up, I was like, oh, okay. So I like just have it. Um, and like, no one really could say anything at that point, you know what I mean? So once I had that, I was like, all right, I'm just going to keep running with it. You know, I, I made like a month worth of, uh, TikToks after that, just so I could stay consistent with it and keep going. Um, And that's pretty much like what definitely helped me out as far as like, you know, not listening to those outside voices, your friends, your close friends from home or your, you know, just people that, you know, Um, but I, you know, I still struggle with sometimes with that, you know, today it's, it's just something you got to say like, Hey, like, you know, your angle, you know what you do and you know what you like to do, just put it out there and you know, people, someone's going to enjoy it out there. That's how I look at it.
0: Yeah, social media is really crucial. That's kind of how you get to tell the personality of the DJ. Pretty much anybody could go up there and learn how to DJ. The difference yeah. is about the DJ industry is if you're actually good. Mm-hmm. And that's the whole entire part where it comes up with chopping up the music, putting it together, having beats. And we saw that one of your songs, you thought that there was a similarity between your song and Tiesto. Does that happen often in the DJ industry? yeah
1: it actually does uh you know there's there was something uh there's some gossip with uh the song miss you i don't know if you know so song miss you with uh i forget it, the guy that's say I forget the guy that's saying it but oliver tree and then there was someone else they're like oh you just sped up my song and it it got bigger it got bigger than mine you know um so it's it could be it happens a lot it happens a lot i feel like with that with that song it was uh It was obviously I made a remix and now, um, you know, Tiesto, I like I had, I put it up on TikTok pretty much like uh, just a preview of it. It blew up. And then like a couple, you know, like two weeks later, I see like Tiesto or um, it was like one another DJ at uh, Tiesto show. Like I hear this pump it remix. I'm like, wait, did he get mine? Like, there's no way did he get mine? And it was like, and then it dropped it to something else. I'm like, oh damn, like I wonder whose that is. So I tried finding it everywhere, couldn't find it anywhere. Next thing you know, like a couple months later, he puts it out under his own name. Um, but yeah, it it does happen a lot. You know, it's I the way to look at it too, it's it's um uh, it's almost like damn, like Tiesto possibly looked at my stuff and saw it, you know what I mean? So it does sound very similar. You know, he could have copied it, he couldn't he couldn't have copied it. It's whatever, but it definitely happens a lot for sure.
0: How are you, like education seems like a hurdle to most entrepreneurs, people that are going out there and doing it themselves, but you still have to manage it. You have to graduate. How are you able to manage it while going to networking events, DJing, trying to get your career started?
1: Yeah. um, So you're talking about like during college pretty much or? Yeah. Um, maybe high
0: school. So if you want to talk
1: about, oh yeah. So, I mean, you know, I DJ throughout high school, uh, from high school to about, I was like, when I turned 21, I was doing all private events. Um, and I think that's what definitely like kind of matured me a little bit at a younger age. I was, you know, weddings and, and all that stuff. Um, I, in high school, I never did nightlife. I've always wanted to do nightlife in high school and, and learn how to do it. Um, and it just never, you know, I, I just never had the opportunity and, and honestly it kind of paid off at the end. I'd rather, I'm happy I waited instead of getting it done earlier. And then I'd be like, oh, I don't want to do this anymore. You know what I mean? At a young age, you know how we are, like right? you know, like in high school, we don't know what we want. So when college came around, um, I started, I, I would do some, I, I didn't know how to do music really, but I would do like, you know, some of the, the frat parties or some of the local bars, whatever I could do. Um, but when I turned 21, um, I actually got a internship with a group called get down DJ group and, uh, shout out to, uh, Anthony Calisardo, uh, DJ cream. He kind of took me in and Gary W. They took me in and you know, they taught me all the social media aspects. They taught me everything. I was pretty much like doing social media for get down. And I was also watching how they build their own brand. So I was just like taking it all in and I was loving it. I was like, I, once I learned how to do, once I like, once they took me in, I like just my head exploded. Like I like all my an- like, questions have been answered before. Like since before then. So um, I think uh, I mean to balance all that in college, I was I was doing everything you know I can for school. Nothing was really getting in the way, um, you know, with school because I didn't really know um, how to market myself at the time. Uh, I would say
0: you mentioned that you were able. To find a mentor that was basically able to answer all your questions yep. and made it crystal clear how to do these things but the mentor doesn't end up telling you that you should be putting in the work what motivated you now you have all the answers why did you want to go like go into the studio or come yeah. up with these songs like why did you want that at the end of the day
1: i remember so like um obviously you said like i'm an exclusive editor to digital music pool and uh, for people that don't know what digital music pool it's a record pool for djs they could sign up it's a subscription base and you could sign up get new music uh new mashups to play um it's it's a lot more like electronic songs with popular songs um mixed together uh so pretty much you know once i i kind of knew when i met Kareem, i kind of knew how to make some mashups but then like i he taught me a little bit like the the last answer i needed to kind of like fix it all i'm like okay i finally got it done it was just the the amazing feeling to get a mashup on the record pool was like insane to me i was like oh my god this is awesome like i wish i could go back and relive that moment because it was it was just such a good feeling and um it was awesome It, it was just like another Another level, I I think like the whole DJ career is it's a game. So another level to the game was completed. So like, what's the next level? You know, Um, I think that's a big motivation for me too. Is like, there's always different levels. So I'm like, okay, what's the next thing? Once I accomplish this, what's the next thing I have to do? So that's how I kind of look at, um, you know, that definitely what motivates me every day for sure.
0: And one other thing that's really important in DJing, especially when you're doing the mashups, is to develop your own style, whether you start off very strong with the bass in the beginning or how yeah. you get into the song. How were you able to develop your unique style?
1: Yeah, so um, I think in the beginning, I think it definitely had to do with doing private events because um, I got familiar with all kinds of music. I also knew... At, so when you're doing, a let's just say, a club compared to a wedding... You a wedding, you kind of have you have to keep people engaged all the time. Where you know a, a bar or a club, like you would kind of play a, a filler song or something like or a downbreak. It doesn't really work with that with weddings. So a lot of my edits kind of have high energy all the time. That's probably my best way to describe it. There's no really breaks, and um, it doesn't make the. Whoever, whatever crowd you're playing for like it doesn't make it feel awkward for them you know i and i think that's a that's sometimes what editors do just like a lot of their stuff they don't make it seem they like a lot of their edits it will be awkward for the crowd um so i think that's a that's kind of like how my style is i wouldn't say it's a specific genre but definitely energy a lot of energy um and work for any crowd
0: how important is it for you to have your family support through your whole djing career
1: you know, it's, it's amazing. It, it's, uh, it's definitely a blessing because, you know, a lot of people don't have that, you know, a lot of people don't have that support. Um, so it's definitely important for me. They, they're like my dad, you know, definitely another mentor to me. He's, he owns his own business. He, he's, he's crushing it right now in telecommunications. Um, and it just, it's, it's, a, it's amazing. And especially they came out all the, I was in Charleston this weekend. So they came out all the way to Charleston to see me. And, um it
0: was definitely it's it's awesome
1: very important to me so they they always support i appreciate them
0: and were they supporting you even from the beginning of your career and especially when you were like going to weddings were they helping you book those or driving you to the events
1: yeah my dad would always drive me to all the weddings you know uh it was funny (laughs) so he would he wasn't a fully on about the nightlife stuff but It took him time. I think, uh, you know, we have a really big, really close family. All my cousins and my, like, I think my one cousin talks to me. He's like, "Let him do what he like. He's he's in music. Like, we don't have anyone in music. We need a we need a music person." So, and then, um,
0: you know, they're they're like
1: my biggest supporters, definitely right now. So I appreciate
0: them. No, it's it's really amazing. And being a DJ, especially being young and saying that I want to be a DJ, is really difficult because. A lot of people, when they think of DJ, they think of that as a hobby, not a full career. And you've been doubted for sure, sure by like throughout your career. But you've been able to diversify, as you mentioned, as we mentioned, you're an editor for a digital music pool. And you also recently started New Wave Management. Can you yep. talk a little bit about why you decided to start that and kind of more about that?
1: So um, throughout the throughout the country, I mean, there's a market for traveling uh, open format DJs, and pretty much what open format is, it's you know, you're a DJ that plays all kinds of music. You know, no matter how it is EDM. If you play all mashups of EDM, it's all different kinds of music. You know, um, so we wanted. There's always been you know the the respectable um, DJ groups. You know, we definitely wanted to start something of our own. There's some you know between me, um, we have another kid's Revis uh, Costa, who pretty much runs Boston. Um, and then Soto who's out in Charleston. So we just wanted to start something new. So start something fresh. Uh, we have all these connections, um, and we're, it's like, just definitely like something that's going to definitely kick off within the next uh, couple of years. And, um, uh, you know, definitely excited about it. We definitely want to try and differentiate ourselves from all the other groups by it's a little bit more of the newer, you know, EDM mashup uh wave so that's kind of how i look at the the group but definitely excited about new wave for sure
0: one thing to me though always fascinated me about djs is how often do you have to listen to songs and then listen to that same song with just acoustic and that same exact song just instrumental because every single version of those you could mash them together how often do you like do your research on the same one song So I
1: it's it's all depending. So pretty much, um, when I make mashups, I'll take the instrumental. You know, obviously, I'll find an acapella over it, and I'll just see what works best. I put it in Serato first, and then you know, see, I'll I'll try different vocals, like just by mixing it over Serato, and then I'm like, oh, I like this one. I'll bring it in back into Ableton, which is a you know production software, um, and just start layering it and then building it all out. So, um, I mean, I I also with music, I just try not to music listen to music on my own time a lot during the day because it's very just like i'm gonna deal with music all day i'm working with music so i feel like when i'm on my off time the last thing i want to do is listen to music so you know i'll listen to podcasts and different stuff like that
0: that's quite that's quite interesting that you mentioned i would always think that if you're a dj you're listening to music all day but i guess it makes sense you don't really want to have that head rush of music going on throughout the whole day
1: definitely
0: some of your remixes have had over two hundred download, two hundred thousand downloads on SoundCloud, and your TikToks have been blowing up. And how have those? What have those mixes done for your career? Gotcha. So
1: um, definitely, my my TikTok has been my TikTok got me a booking in Ohio. Like we we definitely get people reaching out um, for bookings and stuff, and you know I get to meet a lot of new people from that and um and then another thing is to you know i can i'm able to connect with a lot of artists so when i rank all these music um i'll tag them and i'll and then i'm right in their dm so because they'll see it they're like yo thank you man and then i'm like talking to like a big edm artist right from there so i'm connecting with a ton of new artists uh which is really cool um and then i would say for for soundcloud uh, like a lot of my mixes again it just my name starts i the one thing i also say is the more your name is in a Serato or Record Box, whatever it is, the better you are because people DJs are just going to start knowing your name. You know, on a daily, once they see my name next to something like "oh, instant download," like it they, doesn't even matter. So, um, that's kind of how I look at definitely with music. Like I think you know, especially this the the downloads. The more people,
0: I wanted to ask about when you are making the mixes and other people are downloading them. Does it bother you when when they play it on their set or does it where is it like that's what it's supposed to? So
1: be? so back in the day, like the old school thing was like, oh, you're not supposed to share music or anything like I'm the complete opposite. Like I want everyone to have my edits. I'll make like private edits. But like, you know, they're they'll end up becoming public always, always. Uh, So I just I'm, I'm huge on sharing music. It doesn't matter. Everyone could have the same music. Everyone's going to still play differently. And, you know, I think that's a big thing. Um, so, no, I love when people play my stuff. I love seeing that, you know, that's that. I mean, that's the whole reason of, of making it is for other people to play it, you know, so. Yeah.
0: When you're not feeling inspired, how do you still make music and how do you kind of over, overcome that block? Definitely. Um, I, if,
1: if there's something that's not clicking, I'll, I'll move on to another project and then come back to that project another day. Um, so when i'm w- when I'm working on original music, if something's not clicking, I'll usually make mashups just to kind of get me going and and kind of start that uh start that engine um, but you know most of the time it's definitely definitely just like try not to stick on it too long, you know, go work out or something and and just kind of get out of the get out of the room you know, I think that's a big thing just get out get out of your studio um, so I think that's definitely something that I'll usually do is just get my head off things for sure and then i'll come back to it and then i'll be good so
0: i wanted to ask you early on in your career you definitely faced some failures how do you overcome from these failures and get on to the next step
1: definitely so i think uh you know I, the way i look at failures is you always learn from them um with djing too I, I think back in the day let's just say i had a bad set or something or you know even recently i actually had a i didn't have the best set. Um, you know, you, you just learn from it. You kind of going into it, you definitely look at it as a different, um, you want it as a different approach. I was a little bit more too, I was too comfortable sometimes going into sets. Um, And you just have to definitely change it, prep a little bit more. And, and um there's just pretty much prep a little bit more, stay a little bit more focused to the crowd um, and just be ready for anything, I think with the set. So I think just like, when it comes to failures, you just got to learn from them and, and just do better next time. Um, I also think like with the DJ career, there's so many different paths and decisions you can make. Um, and none of them are necessarily bad, but like, they're all going to, they're all going to have their benefits and they're all going to have their downfalls. You know, um, there's like, I probably had like five decisions I could have made at one time. And I was like, I chose this one decision to go this route and, it's it's you know paid off but there's definitely some failure or not failures but just definitely some stuff that i'm going to be missing out on which is completely fine you know i think uh that's a big thing in the dj world too
0: yeah and one thing that is really interesting to me from the dj world it's not a salary based job it's per every record that you play correct right mm-hmm. yep uh, how do you so that you're basically betting on yourself that you're going to be able to make mixes and that you're going to be able to book venues yeah. how is that mindset like how do you like convince yourself that I could do this and how do you bet on yourself for the next year to sustain your lifestyle definitely so I think uh definitely having like a
1: five-year goal and you know three year five-year goal is definitely huge um so right now actually very very uh interesting part of my career I actually stepped out of a lot of gigs um at least locally because you know there's locally there's only so far you can go you know so i want to take a step back work on music work on the mixes and travel more which it's less gigs the the money's definitely a little bit better but i am betting on myself right now you know i have to put the work in on mixes and everything and you know have a solid one-year goal solid three-year goal and solid five-year goal um another thing i'm actually doing is moving out to charlotte um in april so there's the club trio in charleston and they also the owners of that club they also run new wave management um they're opening up another club in charlotte so i'm actually you know going out there to be the resident so that's very exciting for me and um that's definitely i would say just like i just need to take that next step to you know go to the next stuff again like you said it's definitely a bit i'm betting on myself but i think it's going to be good you know as long as you're organized and everything goes well i think it should be fine you know
0: uh, it sounds like you are very in touch with what you want from life and you're very honest with yourself that you're, that you're willing to take a step back in certain places in order to take five steps forward in others. Um, yeah. If everything you were ever taught was erased, then you could only leave one piece of advice. What would it be?
1: Hmm. I like this one. I like this one. Um, as far as DJing, I would say... Oh, when you, I think, all right, so let's go back to my TikTok days. Like when, well, I'm still doing TikTok, but when I first blew up on TikTok, I just, I think I would say, you know, just be consistent with everything. Just, I, you know, I wish I was a little bit consistent more with, uh, you know, when I first blew up and just kept going with it, um, you know, we're I'm still continually growing it, but I think back in the day, if I was still, con- you know, consistent with it and honest to myself of what I wanted uh, to put out on TikTok, it would have been better, but again, no worries. It's, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely something I, I look back and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do better now. So, um, I think that's definitely something I would say is just be consistent with everything at a younger age for sure. So.
0: Thank you so much, Angela, for coming on to today's podcast. We'll put in the show notes, your SoundCloud and Instagram. So people could find you. If you have anything you want to share with the audience, now it's your chance. Thank you again so much for coming on.
1: Thank you guys so much. I appreciate you. And yeah, I uh, check out my SoundCloud. I have a ton of mixes, a lot of music. I have a Spotify playlist as well. So, you know, don't feel uh, feel free to reach out to and if you have any questions and thank you guys again. I appreciate it.